0: What's going on, guys? It's been a while. I've welcomed a new member to the family, a really laid back puppy. But hey, a lot's been going on. So this is going to be kind of a weekly wrap up, a weekly wrap up of what's been going on in technology. So, of course, we started off this week with an Apple event. We had a pixel event. So let's just talk about all of the fun things from this week. So first off, talking about Apple, there was a lot, a lot to unpack from Apple's Unleashed event. First and foremost, these guys just seemingly had an iPhone event just a couple of weeks ago, it seemed. And were already dropping bombs with the new MacBook Pros headlining the features here. So here's the thing. I'm not necessarily a Mac laptop user. However, as someone who pays attention to the market, understands the market and see how MacBook Pros have kind of gotten a little strange over the past few years with a keyboard that got ever more shallow with ports that were ever so not present and a MacBook Pro that could cost so much money but not have a SD card slot, but it's a professional machine. I'm just saying, no, that's not it. So first and foremost, two new MacBook Pros with a new design. So we're having 14 inch, 16 inch models. We're going to get the touch bar is no more. It was a piece of crap anyway. We're having new ports, including an HDMI port, Three Thunderbolt ports, an SD card slot, a headphone jack, and MagSafe has returned in the form of MagSafe 3. So the 14-inch starts at 19.99, and the 16-inch model will start at $24.99. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They have M1 chips, but they're a little bit different. You can rock out with an M1 Pro or an M1 Max. So here's the thing. Earlier, late last year in 2020, we saw the beginning. We saw M1 coming to MacBook Air, the lower end MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini. And these things were absolutely dominant in their performance. So what the heck do you expect from an M1 Pro and an M1 Mac? So let's talk about it. These are their most powerful chips ever. They're essentially beefed up. I hate to say this. They're the M1 chips on steroids, people. So it was the M1 was first announced a little more over a year ago. And like I said, it was in three machines. But here's the thing. We're having huge performance jumps. So for the M1 Pro, Apple is promising 70% better CPU performance and twice the graphics compared to M1 And the basic architecture is still the same on M1 and they're just upping the hardware. So with a 10 core CPU that offers eight performance cores and two efficiency cores, along with a 16 core GPU with 2048 execution units. The new chip also supports more RAM going all the way up to 32 gigabytes. But here's the thing, they didn't stop right there. You're also able to configure one of these new Pro MacBooks with an M1 Max, which has the same 10 core CPU configuration with eight performance cores and two efficiency cores. But the M1 Max doubles the memory bandwidth, RAM going up to 64 gigabytes and GPU with 32 cores. 4,096 execution units and four times the GPU performance of the original M1. Absolutely insane, guys. I'm going to link to some graphs. Um, Let's just say I'm pretty excited to try one of these bad boys out. And I might need to pick up a Mac laptop because my Dell laptop bit the dust. Okay, so these things are very, very, very powerful machines so here's the thing we're getting a better screen this screen is going to have a notch it is what it is but it's up in the menu portion of the of the display so does it really matter not really um we're also upgrading the facetime camera to 1080p finally thank the lord um and of course we're getting mini led technology so they're going to have an adaptive refresh rate pro motion and topping out at 120 hertz for refresh rates and like i said mini led similar to the 2021 12.9 inch ipad pro now airpods we have an update we have an update this is the third version of regular airpods they're starting at 179 dollars of course These look just like AirPods Pro, but they do not have interchangeable tips and they also support spatial audio. And of course they are sweat and water resistant. Now, HomePod mini, we got an update there. New colors, people. We just have yellow, orange, and blue. Of course it's gonna be 99 bucks. And of course, Apple is throwing in another new service, the Apple Music Voice Plan, which essentially lets you access Apple Music with Siri only. So not necessarily using the Apple Music app, but in by invoking Siri saying, hey, play this and you'll be able to do that on your iPhone and HomePod devices. And that's going to start at $4.99 per month. Why you wouldn't just get regular Apple Music for $9.99 per month? I don't know, but I don't think we're going to have very many people signing up for this voice plan. So, guys, Apple had a darn good release. And guys, these are the MacBook Pros that people professionals have been wanting, not the Facebook guru, not not the Twitter warrior. And I'm sorry if that's the category that you live in. You don't need a MacBook Pro for that. Get an iPad. Get a MacBook Air. But when we're talking about professionals that have difficult workflows, operating with different I.O., needing all the memory, needing all the GPU, needing all the CPU, you need a professional machine and MacBook Pro delivers. Apple, you did a good job. All right, folks, so let's talk about Google's event, the Pixel 6 event. So (laughs) the funny thing is that we knew what the phone looked like. The thing has been on billboards for months. Google, they just, they threw their hands up. They were like, you know what? Screw it. We're leaking our own device because it kept getting leaked for us. But here's the thing. We have two new phones that are powered by their Tensor processor And you know what? I'm loving the prices. So we have Google Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. The Pixel 6 starts at $599. Pixel 6 Pro starts at $899. More on that later. Um, Both are featuring Google's Tensor processor and a 50 megapixel camera. And they're actually calling the camera on the back of it the camera bar. Now, here's the thing. This really isn't a bump. We talk about camera bumps on iPhones, Samsung devices, things of that nature. This is a bar that extends from one end to the other end, similar to the Nexus 6P, and you know what? I think it looks pretty darn cool, and at least your phone is not gonna rock from side to side because the camera bump, the hump, the bar, literally goes from one side of the phone to the other. Um, The phones, they also feature an ultra wide and the Pro adds a telephoto and gives the selfie camera an upgrade with a wider lens and higher resolution sensor. The Pro model is also physically larger, but supposedly the difference is not that big. So like I said, Google is giving it a makeover with the Tensor. So They're showing off the machine learning prowess of the chip, saying that it will be able to help with tasks like voice recognition, making photos less blurry, and even having the ability to erase unwanted things from photos just like you can do with Photoshop and I think that is freaking sweet so outside of machine learning Google quote they say that it should be competitive with Qualcomm's latest Snapdragon processors when it comes to overall CPU and GPU performance so we're not seeing kind of an Apple M1 here where they just straight up leap over other individual chip makers they're saying hey we're going to be on par with say the Snapdragon 888. Now with that being said, they've also been touting the results of his camera inclusivity work with real tones. So, basically, people like myself, people with darker skin, being able to capture us with brown skin and, and darker skin tones and more melanin in their skin, I think it's a great thing. The camera needs to be inclusive, not exclusive. And, you know, that just goes to say, as I always say, we need more people of color. We need more women. We need more people in the LGBTQIA communities here working with technology so that we can make it just better and more inclusive for everyone. So, yeah, they're, they're just they're just doing a lot of great freaking things here. And of course, I'm going to be linking to all of this below in the podcast description. You're going to be able to read about Apple, you're going to be able to read about Google Pixel. And one thing I would note about Google Pixel and Pixel Pro is that the price difference here is notable. I would say Sure, you're adding a different type of camera, and of course, your front-facing camera is definitely going to be better on the Pro, but is it really worth $300 extra? Of course, we're going to have a bigger battery. We're going to have a bigger screen. We're having that adaptive refresh rate that we're seeing that could go from 10 hertz to 120 hertz. But is $300. That's, that's hefty. It's not, say, like a $100 difference. This is literally... to $899. And one thing that I will also note is that I'm glad that the Pixel 6 Pro is not starting off at $1,000 or $1,100. We keep seeing that throughout the market. And honestly, I I would have to say that it needs to stop. So, guys, this is your weekly wrap-up. Definitely start to expect these. Start to expect these if you do not hear from me during the week. That means I'm going to hit you with the weekly wrap-up on Friday. So that will be something that's a little bit longer than my normal three, four, five, six-minute episode. You might be getting a 10 to 15-minute episode. And heck, if you guys like my wrap-ups enough, I might just start doing them regularly and just cover topics that I didn't feel like needed their own separate podcast episode. So guys, it feels good to be back. Tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. and. I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time,